Welcome back, Imaginers. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about feeling unsettled. Do you guys ever feel unsettled? Feeling very unsettled, and I've been feeling very unsettled for a bit. And I thought it was important to talk about it because I had a friend recently tell me, you know, I, I'm surprised when I hear that other people struggle. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're alone in their struggles. So I think it's important to bring it into the light. I remember I got to listen to Viola Davis speak at the Texas Women's Conference several years ago. One of the most extraordinary speakers I've heard in my entire life. And I've heard some amazing speakers. People like Michelle Obama, who was extraordinary. Uh, but Viola Davis was just so incredibly poised and beautiful and compelling and profound in the speech that she gave. And she was talking about that apparently she had some things happen to her in her childhood. And she was talking about the fact that shame can't exist when we bring it out of the darkness. Shame needs the oxygen of the darkness to sort of exist and stay alive. And when we bring shame out of the darkness, it, it truly can't live as powerfully and certainly can even disperse. And so I want to talk about feeling unsettled and what that has been looking like in hopes that maybe if you've been feeling unsettled, you might feel like you're not alone. And I also want to tell you some things that have been helping me while I've been feeling unsettled in hopes that that helps you too. So if you've listened to my last video, you know that we had a family friend unexpectedly pass away. We've also, my husband and I also moved into our house that we've been building for the past two years. I also moved offices. And I'm also launching a second podcast. Stay tuned for more on that. And I'm heading out of the country again. And I've been realizing that that's a lot in a very short period of time. I had a counselor say to me once that you don't know what your limit is until you hit it. And I feel like I've been hitting my limit recently. And again, I've just been feeling unsettled. And again, I think this is so important to talk about because I don't want you to look at my life that I have created and believe it is not without any challenge because I am still human. I am still experiencing what I believe is a sort of a 50-50 experience. And what I mean by that is I believe if we didn't know struggle, we couldn't actually fully understand joy. and. This unsettling really came to a tipping point a few days ago. 
And I I really thought about canceling my trip abroad. Uh, and that still can happen. By the time you listen to this, I'll either be in Europe or I won't. <laughs> but regardless, I have found some things that have really helped during this process. And again, I wanted to to share them with you. So as humans, we when we feel something we don't want to feel, we tend to do a couple things. One, we we can push it away, soothe it away, I call it. So, you know, that can come in the form of working more or even using self-care more, uh, binging things. It can come in a lot of different ways. But kind of pushing it away, pushing it down, whatever term you want to use is definitely one of the options, kind of pretending it's not there. The second thing we tend to do as humans during, you know, feeling something we don't want to feel is we try to run from it. And this is baked into our primal biology that you hear me talk about so often, right? You will often hear the term um, flight, fight, or freeze. And this shows up in so much of our life, you know, even if we think about sort of being paralyzed, that can be a version of freeze. And then fighting against something, you know, we don't want, we get triggered by, you know, fighting can come in a lot of different forms that are kind of in our day-to-day life. And then flight is wanting to run from it or even wanting to escape from it. So I think fight or flight shows up in both running running from something or avoiding something. And even though I know so much about processing emotions and the benefit of that, and so I know so much about neuroscience and how our brains affect our biology and vice versa, it's so interesting when I get into this heightened state of, of feeling unsettled, I really just want it to go away. And, and for me, that looks like sort of taking flight. And, and the way that I take flight is I go on multiple walks a day to try to, you know, make my body feel better and get some good, you know, chemicals going, endorphins in my body. I start to take Epsom salt baths. I start to really watch what I'm, you know, really not watch, identify what I'm eating. Um, if I am drinking enough, because some of that tends to go by the wayside when I'm when I'm kind of in a heightened state. I start to ask others, you know, what do you think would help with this? But over the last week or so, as I've tried to do all of this, what I have found is that the one thing that truly made the biggest difference, I believe all of those help because there, there is biology happening to us when we're in a heightened state. And the things that I mentioned do help with the, the biological pieces of the puzzle. 
But the thing that helped me the most, and I felt like I, I had a breakthrough around, was when I actually decided to, I came up with a little, I don't know about you guys, but it helps me to come up with little phrases or visuals that help me remember things, uh, get through things, especially during times when I'm in a heightened state and my brain is literally not getting enough oxygen. And so I, it's sort of like, I know I have tools at my disposal, but I can't always remember what they are. So I came up with this, when you're in a heightened state, when you're, when you can just tell you're off, when you're in, you know, some people call it a stress cycle where you're just kind of stuck in that cycle. The three things I came up with that I noticed made such a difference were to meet it, meet the feeling, speak the feeling and what's going on, and then treat the feeling or what's going on. So let me talk about meeting the feeling. So for me, the what, is, what I've really been feeling uh, over the past few weeks is anxiety on a level that I haven't felt in a really long time. And I was very confused by this in the beginning because we have so many exciting things going on. I moved into our house after two years, going on this trip to Europe for this incredible conference that I have been so excited about, launching the second podcast with a, with a friend of mine that I'm so excited about. And so I kept trying to reason, you know, sort of out of these feelings like I shouldn't be feeling this and then of course that causes shame right versus curiosity and compassion and the things I always talk about and yet I decided to meet those feelings those terrible feelings and I was sitting looking outside we have an amazing view in our new house over the lake and the water and I decided to believe just for a moment, that this was going to be my last day, because I believe we are not promised tomorrow. So I just pretended this was my last day. And I just decided I was going to believe that and just see like what my brain offered. And in meeting myself where I actually was in that moment, I started to feel gratitude, which was really surprising. <laughs> and I started to look at the lake and the water and spring that has sprung here in Texas. And I started listening to the birds sing. And I started looking at flowers that were beginning to bloom and trees that were beginning to bloom. And there was this breeze going on. And I was looking at the trees and the breeze. And even though I knew that I wasn't having a great day, I just saw gratitude. And I believe part of the reason I saw gratitude is I brought myself back to the present moment and was willing to meet those feelings that I had been trying to run from. So number one, meet. Meet it. Whatever, whatever you're feeling, whatever's going on, what if you met, met it? And the second thing that helped me was to speak it. I was talking to some dear friends when this was going on, one of which, or a couple of which actually are coaches. And, and I started telling them what was going on. And that started to make the fear that I was really experiencing 
a little bit less. And they were offering so many words of reassurance and even a couple of different exercises, you know, that I could try to, to meet, to continue to meet what was going on in my brain. And, and then my husband came home and we were going to have dinner. And I really wanted to ask him just to pray for me. And even thinking about asking him to do that, I realized that I was putting myself in a much more vulnerable state and I just started to cry. And of course, he's like, what happened? <laughs> what, what's going on? And, and I started to speak really bravely, vulnerably into him about how scared I was. And, and then I started to ugly cry, as sometimes we do. And God bless my husband. He just held space for me in that moment. But I can't even tell you what a release that was that I didn't even know I was fully hanging on to until I told the person who is my person, my husband, and the person who I feel the most safe with and my best friend and the person who I really needed to come clean to. And that me meeting it, speaking it, started to make a dramatic difference. So now I'm in what I'm calling the treat it. So I met it, meet it, speak it, and now I am continuing to treat it. And what I mean by that is I went out today and I bought a just a little journal. My, my sister always jokes that I find these amazing things at CVS that she's never found before. So I don't know if I'm like attracting them, manifesting them. I'm not really sure, but she'll say, I went to a CVS pharmacy and I didn't find any of the things she found. But I was in the CVS pharmacy today picking up some uh, medication and I found this journal and it just, you know, sometimes journals just speak to you. And they had prompts. And I had decided yesterday that I was going to start taking some time every day. And it's what it's what I call my clients. If you've worked with me, you know, I often assign what I call B time, B-E, because we always say we're human beings. We're not human doings. And so what if we just took some time to be? And so... You know, sometimes the shoemaker doesn't have any shoes, and I realized I needed to take some more time to be myself. And so for the, the third element of this, the treat it, you know, what are the things that I've not been, been doing? Um, so, you know, it can be so easy to, to, when we're trying to run from something, to blame ourselves, right? And, and say, well, if I had just done this, or if I had just done this, I wouldn't be in this position. Well, first of all, we don't know that. Again, I do think there is biology, there's psychology, there's like, we are a complex makeup of energy. And I think it's always multiple things. It's not just one. But in my willingness to meet it and speak it, then I started and getting some release and relief, then I started being able to be curious about it. 
And that's what I mean by treat it. Because in my curiosity, what I have realized is there, I have let the bee time, you know, go by the wayside in all of the busyness that's been going on and unexpected things uh, over the last couple months. And so I bought this journal today and I'm going to start spending some time every, every day in a more substantial way. I often, most days I wake up and I spend time in meditation and prayer and just, you know, slowly waking up, I call it. But I'm going to spend even more time um, doing that. And I want to add a night practice as well. And that's not going to happen every night. But again, just spend some more time. And this trip is actually going to give me a little bit of space to, to get a running start and then to continue that practice in whatever way that looks like. Again, I will miss some days. Some days it'll only be five minutes. But it is something that I've realized, again, in that in the sort of treatment of it, what have, what have I been not doing, right? Um, being willing to meet myself where I am, speaking what's really going on, and then what do I want to do next? So I hope that this has given you some, again, connectedness, maybe in your times of being unsettled. I hope that you feel supported and known in that. And I hope that me telling my story helps you to consider when you don't want to feel something, when you know something is growing and building, what if you were to meet it? What if you were to speak it? What if you were to begin treating? And again, treating for me is being curious. You know that I'm cheering you on to the life and career that you imagined. Again, I hope this episode gave you a different perspective on living the life you imagined. And again, it's not always rainbows and daisies, but what I know is that I would never go back to the life I had before. I am living in full technicolor <laughs> these days. And full technicolor includes all the emotions, everything that everyone else experiences. But I know that I'm also standing in my purpose and continuing to be grateful for the life I have and the continue things that I want to do that inspire me. Take care, everyone. If you want to start creating the career of your wildest dreams, sign up for my weekly email at kylamartinconsulting.com forward slash inspiration. This is your destination for uncovering your purpose, removing any obstacles, and creating the career you imagined.